Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your hosts, Sean, Chris, Joe Thomas in a yellow submarine. It got taken over, man, but somehow with my Nephilim jeans, man, I'm like breathing in underwater. It kicked in, man. It's going crazy. I don't know what's happening. Brat. Brat. All the Nephilim live in a yellow submarine. A yellow submarine. <laughs> what is up, y'all? Let's get the shit out of the way right away. Go to killthemockingbirds.com or follow us on the socials. Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. Sean Chris Music. Vantessa Music, both on Instagram. And go to Sean Chris Joel Thomas on all music streaming platforms. But while you're doing this, you can leave us a five-star review. And I think Joel might have one locked and loaded to uh, let y'all, because we, we read these every now and then. Yeah, and we like to read them too, because you guys have been giving us fantastic reviews here lately. So the five stars have just been rolling in. We really appreciate it. You can give us a five star on Spotify too. And each episode of Spotify, you can comment on the episode now. And we got these cool polls we put up every week on Spotify. Uh, really funny ones, so you guys can vote every week on the episodes. But yeah, we've got a five star review from Apple. This is Farmer Kane. Michigan podcasts are the best, great audio and great content. Joel could stop all his butt references. It's kind of dumb and takes away from the content. That's loose butthole for sure. That's super loose butthole right there. What do you think, Justin? Look, my butt cheeks are tight right now. I've, I've been doing Kegels all week in preparation for this 
this sit down chat. Tonight. First of all, first of all, it's pronounced Kegels. Whatever, man. <laughs> Second of all, sounds to me like this dude has a loose <laughs> flapper and he's just jelly. See, Farber Kane. <laughs> it's not me, Farber Kane. It's everybody else. I'm just like falling into peer pressure when I say it. I'm not trying to say it, but it comes out. And now that they've all say it, keep your butt cheeks tight, baby. Come on now. But I'll give him props because yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was he That's was like the, he liked the advice. sound man. So I like you, you're all right with me, Ken. Yeah, he gave Mark, you props and right they crushed my whole world. He <laughs> yeah. was like, I was, was like, like <laughs> I like that better though. If you guys are gonna leave comments, say good things about me and bad things about Joel. That sounds perfectly <laughs> fine. <to me. laughs> he knows you're from Michigan though, so he's just like building you up. He knows I'm from Ohio, yeah. and he's like, screw that Ohio guy, man. Yeah, he's, right away he's like, whoa, 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 you're pretty close to Columbus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I I do have to say, Ohio gets they we get do, but we got some of the coolest shit why. here. We got some Maybe of the coolest cryptids. Like we literally do. There's cryptids do. everywhere in Ohio, man. But you but you have the worst city in existence of man, Columbus, Ohio. Check yeah. this though. I was gonna say, but you also have yeah, Cleveland. but I, here's the best part. I'm a, I hear you with Ohio State University. I'm not a Ohio State University fan at all. Like I'm not from here. Like originally, I've only been in Ohio for like a little over seven years. So I love Cincinnati because it's like right at the bottom and it's so close to all these other states and you're just right in the heartland. So I, and I love the city of Cincinnati. It's, it's fantastic. But yeah, I, I get, I get the Ohio hate. I get it. Like it's, no, it's the I Columbus, it's, it's the Columbus people, man. Like, like seriously, like, you I mean, you could go sometimes like, and you go at it, bro. But they don't really say nothing to me. So I don't really care, bro. I, I go through uh, all Michigan out through the whole state and I'd be having <laughs> Everything on. No one says a damn thing to me, bro. Like, I'm like, man. Yeah. So Farmer Kane, I'm not an Ohio State <laughs> fan. So just loosen the cheeks up a little bit, bud. Just loosen them up. We're here for you, man. We're here for you. <laughs> but they do appreciate the five stars, even with even with the, the backhanded compliment. Yeah, it was still five stars. And to that point, <laughs> we've got Justin and Ryan from AI Appalachian Intelligence. And we work with these guys a lot. These guys are fantastic. You can catch them on all the big podcasts that are out there. They've been doing the rounds. Uh, I, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, I've, I've watched you guys grow like so much from like way back when I first did a show with you before I was even podcasting myself. So I literally was just hunting cryptids yeah, and making man. music. I wasn't even podcasting with Sean yet. And I came with your guys show to talk about dog, man. And that's how I met you guys. Then Sean and I came on the show and you guys like exploded over the past year and you're still growing. And uh, it's like you say, man, building a tribe. And I think you guys are part of this cool tribe that we're building with podcasters that no egos just love uh coming in and doing some good work and having a blast doing it man uh let everybody know who you are where to find you all that good stuff up front before you start making everybody's butt cheeks tight baby <laughs> yeah man um first off you know joel sean we appreciate you guys having us on you know, we love having the opportunity to sit down and chop it up with you boys. It's a great time every time we get to do it. Uh, and it's just like you said, man. I mean, I think when you go at this thing with the right intentions and the right heart and you're doing it to have the good conversations and to make the friends and to build the tribe along the way, 
you don't have any options but to grow and but to, to start building this super awesome community and have all these people come together. So we appreciate you boys. We love everything that you guys do. It's amazing. We are Appalachian Intelligence. Uh, you can check us out anywhere you listen to Kill the Mockingbirds or all the other 17 shows that Joel and Sean have going now. They are putting in work, crazy amount of work, hardest workers in the biz. Besides maybe Justin and Jay. I don't know. Y'all are right there. Y'all are neck and neck. Y'all, I don't, don't have any I don't clones, know. so. But you can, <laughs> well, that's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, they're yeah. Yeah, their hands we still don't know how many clones that are really out there, man. And you think about it, you got that many clones, Sean's right. Like, you're able to put in a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. You're just pumping out the episodes, putting in the work. Yeah. No way those guys do that much work and hold down jobs. <laughs> <laughs> fucking clones man <laughs> hey you know what I love what I love about what you said Joel was the no ego thing and one of my favorite things about podcasting is all the people we've got to meet like I've never met you face to face you are Sean but man I I talk about you guys like I freaking know you you know when I'm talking to other people like these dudes are the shit man you gotta check this out and you know, check out the music band Tesla. It's like you got Joe and Quan up on there. It's like these are, I'm, you know, I'm jamming your music too. And people are like, "Where's what's this?" I'm like, <laughs> and we well, appreciate it, man, you. a lot. <laughs> no, it is some <laughs> sphincter tightening action. Hey, going I want to say something That's, real quick though. Real quick before you give the rest of like your joke. socials and stuff, Justin Ryan. Why is Lance ducking me? Is it because that I just put out an episode about Old Earth with Tony like a week ago? He don't want to come on here. Let's talk about the Earth being billions of years old. Because last time, I remember he was supposed to come on. We're going to talk about some Old Earth stuff. And Justin was like, I I don't know if he's ready to talk about that right now. He's ducking and hiding. He's ducking. (laughs) (laughs) Come on out, Lance. Come on out. Don't be scared. Don't be scared, yeah, man. Keep talking about how you can't uh, age or date rocks and shit. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I live this, Joe. I live this. You know, I'm the science guy in this. This is uh, that's whatever science says. That's got to be what it is because you know math is obsolete. That I mean, I mean absolute, not obsolete. Well, no, math is racist. It's absolute. <laughs> Not absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Well, it's a little racist, but it doesn't. You know, it's still it, nine out of ten times. Abs- it works sixty percent of the it's time. It's absolutely so. racist. Is what you're trying to say. You, my boy Hunter Biden. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got the shirts made up. So oh, for the free Hunter Biden shirts coming soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is, is he guilty? <laughs> Fucking look at his face. Of course he's guilty. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But who cares? He did a little blow. Whatever. Yeah, I kind of agree. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, guys. He did a little blow. Something oh, fell in the pocket. Kind of weird timing of that blow line. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you could test me. You could test me, yo. Yeah, whatever you say. You look at my computer and find something. I don't know what the hell happened. Whatever you say, Hunter. Whatever you say. <laughs> but yeah, 
But yeah, Lance, so, you got to quit ducking. So Come happy on out. You guys had us on. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't message him but, in the group chat. I just messaged well, him. Well, in Lance's. I'm like, Joe's calling you out. In, in, Don't be a bitch. <laughs> in Lance's defense, he does have two little ones. And uh, that's usually why we have to record, you know, pretty late when we do. Once once the littler's in, in bed and, you know, he's able to kind of chill out and relax. And most of the time, he's showing up late to whatever we're yeah. doing, too. So. You know, that's just kind of Lance. It's <laughs> yeah. just kind of Lance. That's Hopefully a good reason, though, man. Have a little he did say. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did and say he... to tell you, Joel, though. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Tell Joel I said dinosaurs are nothing but big museums way of getting us to pay admission. So there you go. Listen, he, Justin for uh, cryptids hit me up two days ago because he just listened to that episode of the confessionals and he was like, I loved it. I hate everything you said about dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> It's the exact, you know, we have physical evidence. I just don't think we know what they are. I think that's, to me, it's like this. I'm with you. Most of what they put out for you to see is plaster. Like that, we know that even just from CBS doing like a whole, like uh, an NBC actually did a whole presentation about that. They talk about it. So we know that the bones are in the back. I mean, with Jay clone, 8,000, right? We know, we know they're in the <laughs> yeah. back. We know that we know that the bones, but we've seen bones. We've held bones. I've held dinosaur bones. Like we just don't know what they are exactly. We, we know the narrative that they're telling us what they are, but I think it's, it's so much deeper than that. I think there's what a if lot. Dinosaurs are like Nephilim furries. You know what I mean? Like that's like, they were, they were just <laughs> rare bones though, yeah. right? <laughs> 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 you identifying as I'm a T-Rex. I got no arms. Yeah, I do think <laughs> so. You have to jack it. I do for think me. The, the connection That's, with them though game. is something fallen angel esque. I think there's something there. I like maybe. the avatar idea you said, man. That made a lot of sense because, like, small brain, like almost like animatronic. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. makes sense. To me, it's not if it's real or not, because like, how am I gonna? I'm not gonna know, man. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Am I gonna go and see a dinosaur? No, but like, what makes sense? Like, could yeah. it happen? Yeah. yeah, that could happen easy. You guys ever seen oh. Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell? <laughs> he keeps saying the T-Rex has the brain the size of a walnut, and the T-Rex throws a walnut at him, and it's like the size <laughs> of a freaking watermelon or whatever. It's like, it's massive. That's, the way, that's got reptilians <laughs> that's in it, too, walnut. doesn't it? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And I think they have yeah. a homunculus it's now. I, think I didn't know it's what a great. homunculus was back then, but now. <laughs> hey. Speaking of yes. that, real quick, before you guys <laughs> get started, so Juan for the Waterwall podcast was, I was talking to him the other day on the phone, and he said that he watched, and I haven't seen this, and maybe you guys have seen it, uh, Kong versus Godzilla movie, and he said the whole movie's about mm-hmm. inner earth, and how like, like uh, yeah, the reptilians are in the earth, and how like yeah. King Kong came from like hollow earth and all this stuff. I haven't watched it yet, yep, I'm like, dude, dude how have I not, not seen Not just this? that. Not just that, but like one of the main protagonists, like the the hero of the the whole movie, is this conspiracy podcaster. That's what it. You haven't seen that. What it is, man. I have not. I'm like way behind on this. Like I just didn't. Why it wasn't? I didn't want to watch it. I I just didn't even. I think if I would have known these facts. Way yeah, more, yeah. like I, if I somebody would have said like, "Hey, it's about Hollow Earth," I'd have been all over it like right away. Like yeah, but like literally, Justin said, it's so funny. It. The main it's character about is Hollow Earth. Earth. Yeah, 
is a conspiracy podcaster. It's, it's hollow earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollow Earth. I'm pretty sure that they fire some rockets. I'm I'm pretty sure they Hmm. fire rockets and it hits the firmament. Like, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Like, there's a bunch of testing going on. I did hear about government corruption stuff in it too. So that's it's interesting, man. I I uh, I do want to watch it now. Now, speaking in that same conversation, Juan said he just watched the new Transformers movie and he said it's got a lot to do with like old Earth. He said it's crazy. He said, man, they put some like ancient stuff in there, and he's like, I know they knew what they were talking about when they made that movie. He's like, I was just mind blown. And I think a lot of times, like when I watch movies now, like I don't care what reviews say or whatever, like I'll watch it to see. And a lot of times there'll be so much like subtext going on in the movie that I'm watching where I'm like, this movie's crazy. But the average person like, it maybe wasn't that good. And I'm like, no, you didn't see all the stuff <laughs> they're putting in there. <laughs> yeah. They gotta tell yeah, you, the man. The average person's like, "Oh, those were the slow parts." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it was really slow at first, but then it got good. But like, what are you talking about? Yeah, slow. It's like, no, man. That's when they showed the entrance the to the Hollow Earth once again, telling us the truth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you guys are it coming all, on here today to talk about some really interesting stuff. And I'm pretty excited about it because, you know, people know that let's the show know, know what I really, really love talking about. And you guys are coming on here to talk about some of that good stuff today and some paranormal stuff. We don't know where it's all going to go, but you hit me up, Justin, the other day. And you're like, hey, I think we're going to talk about Nephilim and the connection with the uh, Appalachian Mountains and coal mining. So I'm very curious to see where this is all going to go. And I'm I'm pretty jacked up about it, man. So the floor is yours, guys. Uh, I'm ready to get my cheeks blown apart. Not tight, baby, but blown apart. Yeah. I'm telling you, you won't be able to keep them. You won't be able to keep them together. What is pride month? And as you said that, I remembered my theory. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're sliding up in those cheeks right now. Farmer Kane is having a heart attack <laughs> just right this. now. He is literally fell off his tractor oh, yeah. and he's yeah. just rolling around the cornfield right now, man, with all the butt cheek references. <laughs> We're coming in. We're coming in with nothing but spit. Spit on the tip. That five-star review is getting changed, man. No, he's going to leave it five-star because he loves you, Sean. He's not going to doubt it. It sounds good, though, right? It sounds good. Yeah, the quality's good, good, though, right, Farmer Kane? (laughs) Quality's great, right? Well, Joe, Sean, Farmer Kane, sit on your hands and help help your cheeks stay closed as tight as possible cuz here we go okay so go. you know with our podcast we like to you know we talk we like to talk about the weird we like to talk about the weird world around us and that involves you know ghosts the paranormal cryptids ufo's uh you know the weird supernatural side of the bible uh, a bunch of different stories but we really like to focus on Appalachia. You know, we're Appalachian boys. We were born, grew up in central Appalachia, and it is a weird, weird, weird part of the world. I mean, it it just is, man. Everybody has a story. Everybody has, you know, some kind of experience, even if they say, well, I don't really think anything of it. They'll tell a story that's like, you know, mind blowing. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) How can you not think anything of that? So, you know, it's, it's an area where we are to where 
you know, whatever you want to call it, the, the veil is a little thinner, uh, you know, geomagnetic stuff going on, whatever the case may be. A lot of people, there's a lot of meth, <laughs> and there is a lot of meth, <laughs> but a lot yeah. of people have a whole lot of weird experiences, you know, where we are right here in central Appalachia. So we like to focus on a lot of those stories. We like to focus on a lot of the history of Appalachia and, and you know, a lot of our ancestors and, and how they came over and they were of Scots, Irish and German descent and, you know, how the African culture translates. We, we really like to dive in to what makes the Appalachian Mountains important and what makes the people in, in Appalachia important. And, and so. Within doing this, you know, we cover a whole lot of things. And throughout this, we have came across something that, you know, me and Ryan and Lance and Joe, I'm Sean may have some going on there because I'm finding out it's it's a little more spread out than just Appalachia. But, you know, we grew up in this area with our with our mamas and papas and great aunts and uncles you know, being able to buy warts, to be able to to blow out fire, being able to stop blood by reciting some psalms, being able to to perform these types of healings that when you look at it from the outside in, you're thinking, man, that's supernatural. Like, that's magic. Yeah. Well, the term for it. Listen, I'll give no names, but... uh my wife's aunt, when my wife's cousin was a baby, she got thrush on her breast because the baby's mouth had thrush. Of course, she was breastfeeding. And a guy that went to church with them was the seventh son of a seventh son, and he breathed into the baby's mouth, and he breathed on her breasts, and it went away. I bet he did. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I said. I was like, that's a really good way to be like, oh, I'm the seventh son of the seventh son. Pull your titties line, man. I like it. Let me blow on it. Hey, let me but heal those titties. But it worked. It did work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me breathe on them titties, bitch. That's- <laughs> but apparently it worked, dude. Like the seventh son of a seventh son is supposed to be like, uh, you know, mystical. You know, and we all. But they don't call it yeah, that. Well, we, we grew up with that. You know, we grew up seeing that and it was nothing to us. It was just, you know, everyday run of the mill stuff. You know, I was talking to my to my to my mama. That's what we call our grandmothers here in Appalachia. At least I do. I call her my mama. I was talking to her the other day. Mama, mama. Yeah. And the term, you know, the the modern current term for that kind of healing and, and the the things that go along with it. You know, sometimes it's uh a little bit of clairvoyance and, and mediumship. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but the modern term is called Appalachian folk magic. And those people that perform these types of, of acts are called granny witches. Right. So my mom, all my whole life, you know, I've watched her do all of these different things, man. I've watched her stop bleeding. I've watched her, you know, just all kinds of different stuff. So I was talking to her about the other day and I've been, I've been begging her to come on the show and sit down and let, cause dude, I'm telling you, it would be, it would explode. It would blow up. Like 
the hill folk, the hill folk would love my mom Madge. <laughs> she uh, she told me flat out she don't want to come on my stupid radio show. So I mean, we're still working on it. So I mean, there it is. I ain't going on. Hey, maybe we can get radio. farmer exact farmer quote. Kane to be the gap there to work it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe he's in the fields every maybe. day, man. Maybe. He can make that gap that that bridge that gap to get her on the show, man. He can tell her like, hey, this bridge is for, that gap for the hill folk. Yeah. Sick of these tight butt cheeks. <laughs> so anyway, I was talking to her the other day in and in another one of my attempts to get her onto the show. And she's, you know, I bring up Granny Witch. I said, and she says something about it. I said, Well, you've been a Granny Witch your whole life. And dude, she got pissed. I'm talking pissed. Oh, don't yeah. call me, you can't, you don't call me that, blah, 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 blah. Now. She'll call, she'll openly call herself a witch doctor. She can douse for water. So I've heard her call herself a water witch. But so I don't know if I don't know if the term that she found derogatory was witch or granny. (laughs) I'm thinking it might have been right, Justin. Up up in those mountains, man, that 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 water dowsing, man. I now my dad, dude, they used to come on the property to do that. My dad would kick them off the property. He's like, You ain't doing this on the property, you ain't bringing demons on the property. So my dad used to like kick them off the property. If you would see no, no lie now. This is some now, this is wild though. My dad would see them break out the stick and start going over there and he would go and stop them. And then he would pray and he would be like here and they would dig and the water would be there every time, every time, man. It's wild. Like, wow. Yeah. 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 My dad would be like, it'll be That's here. awesome. Yeah. No, he would go over and pray by like the car with my mom. And then he would be Holy like, yeah, it's going to be here. Wild, bro. Yeah. It, listen, I'm with you, Justin. Like, I grew Dude, up in the mountains. Man. Awesome. I've seen it all. So, like, yeah, it's in deep and like you get deep off in the cut, man. You got some get you got some cults back there. You got some wild stuff, man, that goes on. You know, that's that's oh, when you start yeah. getting in all that uh that well, snake magic and all that too, man, when you get out there. <laughs> yep. Well, I oh, mean, yeah. you know, you see all these different movies and these adaptations, and it's always like you know, the good witches versus the bad witches. I mean, Hocus Pocus, the new Hocus Pocus is saying, you know, white, white magic versus dark magic and all this and that. But dude, when you look at it, there really are covens of people that practice witchcraft in our area. I mean, openly. And they're not calling on, you know, Yeshua. They're not calling on God and Jesus. They're calling on some pretty dark entities to step in, they're worshiping or at least giving homage and tribute to some pretty dark entities. And then on the flip side, you have all these granny witches in air quotes. They're in church every Sunday. They love the Lord. The Lord loves them, but they'll still go out and pick their herbs and say their little incantations and mix some Psalms in with it. And that's what I used to say a whole lot. So you mix a little bit of a little bit of herbs and a little bit of blood and a little bit of Jesus, and uh, you got granny witching. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what it is. But in the next while, I'm trying to get her on the show. With she tells my son, who is put some semen in that, you got Alistair Crowley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't wait, boys. We're we're getting there, kind of, kind of. Oh yeah. So. In the next breath, she tells my son, who's 17 years old, 
and uh, loves to watch me get in trouble with my mama. Loves it. He's the biggest narc when it comes to, to me and her. So she tells Connor, my son, she says, Connor, go break a switch. I'm whooping your dad right now. I'm about to whoop your dad. So he reaches above the threshold going from the dining room into the kitchen and starts to grab this stick. And she says, no, 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 no. Put that back. And he said, well, why, Mama? It's just it's a stick. She said, no, that's your daddy's that's your daddy's growing stick. I said, wait, what? She said, yeah, that's your growing stick. When you were younger, you were really sickly. You were small. You know, I thought that you wouldn't really eat a whole lot. You didn't have a whole lot of energy. She said, so I went down to the river and I cut an old sourwood limb and I brought it back up to you and I cut it off to the same height that you were. And I had to put it up somewhere to where you would be walking under it, you know, pretty regularly, pretty often. And she said, and after that, as soon as you outgrew that, that stick, you got super healthy. You grew up and, and look at you now. I said, so you mean to tell me that you're going to get mad at me for calling you a granny witch and then tell me a story like that <laughs> right after? But it makes sense, though, because if you so, yeah, man, I mean, there's witchcraft or like what they call witchcraft it goes hand in hand. I mean, everything they're doing is from the earth. If we're made from the earth. Right. Like and it's all like from the same place. Like it should be. But I think that uh, when things are co-opted, so. Like Joel says a lot, like there's a lot more uh, paranormal activity in the Bible and more supernatural things in the in the Bible than people would like to say in uh, mainstream religion. So that's why it's looked down upon like a witch or like, but it's kind of the same thing. Like I said, like you're using nature. It's not like this and it could be bad too. Sure. But I mean, like, why couldn't it be good, too? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. I, I think about that stuff a lot because I think about you know, uh, ancient times and, and what people that were super connected to God and, you know, like Adam and like Adam's line, uh, you had these fallen angels that came along on, on Cain's side and corrupted these good things that God had. So why wouldn't it be like on Adam's side, he's so close, like with God and he's got access to these abilities like us now would look at that and we would be like that's magic i mean think about moses moses dropped a, the staff in front of pharaoh and it turned into a snake and ate the other snakes that the that the other uh uh witch doctors dropped down on the ground yeah the sorcerers so sorcerers, at the end of the day yeah. i think that there is a level of that I think where you get in trouble is where you're like using it for like manly purposes and you're not really using it for God. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know the gray area there. That's the, that's the piece that I'm not real understanding it's, of. Uh, and it could be like, maybe none of, none, none of that stuff's bad. I don't know. So I'm with Sean. I think it's like a, we don't know. It's the angel alien thing, man. It's the same, like, like argument, like, like I said, I've known people that are like super like, oh, God doesn't exist. I'm atheist. And then they're like, yeah, but I'm also Wiccan. You're like, what? Like <laughs> science in this. And you're like, wait, so that's crazy. But this is not crazy. Like I would understand if you're like, oh, you know, I don't believe in any of it. That would kind of make sense. But you're like, no, oh, sky daddy. And then they're like, oh, but yeah, I could also perform spells. You're like, what? Like if you could believe in that, how can you not believe in this? Like it doesn't even make sense. It's like kind of the same thing. What? It's like light workers, right? Light workers yeah. are considered yeah. to be witches, right? They're they're they are witches i don't care what they say so it, it, again yeah. it, not a not a shot at any light uh, 
Are those the yeah, ones yeah, that light carry workers around the crystals? And, well, those are whores. Well, they, you know, they're some of their. Jesus God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say meth, crystal my meth. Bad, I just think crystals. about the Appalachian <laughs> Mountains too much, Ryan. That's what <laughs> don't, don't, wrong rock, Sean. Wrong rock. Yeah, yeah Justin keeps saying the hill folk. He means the hills have eyes. That's, sorry, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm hey, telling look, you. There's some hollers. Certain parts they there's do. There's some hollers around here that uh, they do have eyes. <laughs> we don't go. We down. don't go down yeah. them hollers. There's hollers back home. We don't go down. You don't see those yeah. people. You don't see those people. And nobody else certainly should. You don't see those people until wrestling comes into town, son, <laughs> and you see them all. Hey, and they oh would see me right there, man. I'm such, I'm such oh a big wrestling fan, man. I'd be right there with them, too, man. Those are the best folks to watch oh, wrestling yeah. with, man. Like for sure, man. God. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, man. When I was a kid, man, absolutely. Back when Ric Flair was still like kind of in his prime, man. Those folks. When Ric Flair would show up, oh my God, that's who you want to be around right there. (laughs) Dude, Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get off on a tangent. I will, though. But but yeah. Yeah, man. Kind of of bring it. Giddy about it. You're like, oh my God, let me think about this guy, what he said. Oh, yeah. Dude, when I was a kid, my dad remembers when I was a little kid, I, I woke him up. He was on midnight shift. He worked in the coal mines. And I woke him up crying because I thought Hulk Hogan was a bad dude. Dude, now. Ryan, I was the opposite <laughs> of you. So I yeah, loved I Hulk kid. Hogan in the 80s, like red and yellow, all that. Dude, when he went bad, I was absolutely even more in love with him, like as a kid. Like I loved it. I was so happy. I was like, oh, oh my God, he's so cool. And dude, I literally bought every NWO thing I could possibly buy when I was in the ninth grade. Dude, I met. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Six Pac, like right in there, like heyday, like right when NWO started. I met them at one of these coliseums. I've got a poster that says Wolfpack that I drew that they signed, which is even crazier. I still got it. And they actually hung out with me. I hung out with Conan. All of them saw Ric Flair, Lex Luger, all of them out back. What was crazy was everybody was out front. And they were all like buying stuff. And me and my buddy were just started meandering around around the back end of this like Coliseum. Nobody was back there. It was a bunch of wrestlers. And they were like, hey, how you guys doing? And like they were super nice. And we hung out with them for like two hours before the show, man. It was like, I'll never, it was so vivid, man. I can remember all of it. Scott Hall was super drunk and he came stumbling down like the way. And like Kevin Nash was like, <laughs> hey man, we found a bar around the corner. They left to go get more drunk before the show, before they wrestled. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Awesome. I met Lex Luger in Tazewell, Virginia at a car dealership. He was signing autographs and it was the saddest thing I'd ever seen. There were these nasty old women in front of me and he was making out with them and shit. <laughs> yeah, for you, chips do, you, know and you know, he's like he's a Christian now. Lex. He's like from Michigan, might went to Michigan, by the dude, way. Lex oh Lex is he, totally different now. Because you know like Sting. The like, Rolex! Wearing really? diamond ring, wearing kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine ring, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, oh man. Yeah, so Lex, so Lex actually went down a real dark path, probably when you saw him, and he was just not doing well at all. And then, like you know, he's been friends with Sting yeah. for a long time, and Sting's like it was uh, bad. big. 
Christian and he goes to church, all this stuff. And he actually helped him out. And now when you see him in interviews, man, he's like totally different, really like chill guy trying to help people in the industry. Like, well, doesn't he have cancer too now? Yeah. He, well, he's not doing too yeah, well, like awesome. as far as physically, cause he's gotten what? older, but like it's, it, he got off the, the blow and all that. Like he's yeah, not well, doing that anymore. Well, because of Elizabeth, man, Miss Elizabeth dying was a huge about that. Yeah. That was a Elizabeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had her OD. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I went up, you know, I'm like starstruck. I'm like, you know, Lex Luger, you're one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. You know, I'm stepping up. That's what I'm telling. I didn't say Lex Luger. I said, you're one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Just want to get a picture and an autograph. That's fine. He's like, well, it's 45 bucks. Just so you know. I was like, well, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> you know, like I wasn't going to. What do you think? I'm just going to skip out on you? Like. I can rabbit punch you in the throat and run. Come on. But, <laughs> oh, guys, can I cuss on him? Yeah, you're on the I've, right I've show for that. i way too much. Yeah. We, we, okay. Hey, what, what's, what's but, tough for people is when they come from other podcasts that don't have that and Sean and I are really like yeah. docile and like, you know, giving like a good presentation on something and they're like, oh man, this guy's got some good knowledge, man. Let me go over here. And then like right off the bat, Sean's like, welcome yeah, back I to right another away. motherfucking episode. So they're like, that's when that whole Booyah Dog <laughs> thing started with that guy. He was like, man, I thought this was a paranormal <laughs> podcast. I get over here and I heard a bunch of Booyah Dogs, like a rap concert. Yeah. but i cuss regularly man i don't even know and that's why i just let them know right away hey motherfucking episode they're like okay yeah Yeah. this uh tune in tune out and you gotta (laughs) yeah it's not gonna get better from here i'll tell you that it's it's like it's it's just normal conversation for me you know that's just that doesn't even say to the Bible, man. I don't like, think about I mean, it. I don't guess. I don't read the. I just go off because I know other people that read the Bible really good. So I just use them because I've read it. But and I didn't see no cuss words. But people that have gone through it thoroughly are like, yeah, I don't. No one says you can't say fuck. Like, actually, actually, yeah, well, and I'm gonna do I this. I want to know what. I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to do this soon, though, because I've been doing a little research on this, though. But actually, in the Hebrew, though, there were a lot of words that were used that would be considered crude or cursing to us now that a lot of the Hebrew writers used when they were talking about certain things that were going on in the world. So it's not at all what they say that it is. And let me guess. The Latin translators left those out because they were offended. Well, sometimes That's, so. And doesn't Revelation say, do not so, take away or Here's the thing, though, when the translations happen, it's book. not all the time that they take stuff out. They don't know what the word means. Like, they don't, the, when you translate it, it's not even like it's a bad translation. Right. It's just like some words. Uh, you don't understand don't what they translate. are, right? It's like uh, oh, yeah. when David and the Mighty Men were fighting the giants uh, and they were tracking down like uh, Goliath's kinfolk, right? Well, one of them pulls out a sword, at least in the Latin to English version from the Greek. But in the Hebrew, though, it's an undefinable word. It's it's actually more like a piece of technology that he pulled out on David and David didn't know what it was. So like the guys that are trying to translate, there's not a word for it. So they just put sword because it just made the most sense to them. Well, this makes the most sense, but it's actually not. But there's a lot of words like that, a lot of quote unquote curse words that are in the Bible. I know that's going to be very controversial to say, but a lot of these writers, when they were talking about, especially these like people that were oppressing them and stuff like that, they broke it down in a way that people can understand it and like yeah this isn't good like cursing is not in it's not in the bible or matter of yeah. fact it's a it's a very 
uh, UK thing that happened before people came over to the new world. Though they they made up this whole exactly didn't this, shit come from this whole thing that this was a bad thing. Yeah, the shit. I get that in professional yeah. settings, you're yeah. not trying to drop the f bomb yeah. in a professional yeah. setting. You know, and I'm very respectful of people that don't, and that's that's prerogative. Exactly. But it's not like it's a quote unquote sin to do either. There's so. a lot of people tuning in right now that are like, yeah, I want to know who said. <laughs> Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm -mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Hey, man, they're cussing a little too much, man. I know. You're like, we thought we were talking about Nephilim, man. You guys are talking about Ric Flair, Lex Luger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about NWO, Ric Flair. What is going on? And we've got, now we've got David pulled out or uh, one of the Roman soldiers pulled out a gap on David like what <laughs> so they didn't know how to translate so they just put sword this plays into Lance's theory that pre-flood they had the same if not oh, better I think so, technology yeah, I think that's I today. think that's all of our theories yeah, I think that's I think all of our theories on that one yeah Maybe that's where those signals are coming from, from outer space. Maybe. They're just coming hey, back maybe. to be and like, tell hey, Lance guys, don't fuck up. God Adam, it was like, even better. The technology was even better. It was Lance. <laughs> and they rode flying dinosaurs in battle. Breathe fire, baby. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We're talking Will Ferrell, Land of the Lost, riding the T-Rex. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to destroy the lizard people. Except the homeless ones. Trying that was to save before them. Adam. It's all there. They got sheeple. That was before Adam. <laughs> but no, one real, one real quick thing about, you know, the cursing and all that different stuff. I think it's just like anything else. It's all about intent, right? Yeah. It's all about the intention yeah. behind it. And where it's did it intense. come from, Justin? I mean, I, that's exactly that's where did it come from. What was the source, right? I, if it came from a source that was corrupted, then it still is corrupted, even though you may think that you're using it for good, right? You gotta you gotta know where, where that yeah. where that source came from. And I kind of disagree with that. Absolutely. I disagree with that because the reason being is that I think it is intention because there's a lot of things that could be bad, right? A gun can be used for uh, protective purposes, or it could also be used for destructive purposes and the person that made it made it made it for a nefarious reason yeah. but it's the person that's using it and the intent and their like how they're feeling and what they're doing you know what i mean if they're evil if they're nice or what they're trying to do in that realm that's what i kind of look at it with the magic yeah, and right. spirituality as well and that's why i think we get so confused sometimes like because religion has been so co-opted throughout the years for many different reasons by many different people We've kind of lost that. I think there is, that's like, we were, we're all always talking about that is that the Bible has so much in it that is like supernatural. Like it's definitely like, like you said, Joel, like yeah. they can't, yeah. cause I, my buddy just did it recently. Who was trying to, uh, someone had said something on Facebook in Spanish and like, I translated it from Facebook and he's like, ah, that's not, cause I saw it say Sean and I was like, Hey man, it's talking about me. Like, he's like, no, that's B like it's, it means like B I'm going to be or whatever. <laughs> And the translation was off, but they just filled in a word like logically it probably kind of means this. But it's like some things are hard to define like that. I I kind of agree with you because yeah. I OK, I'm going to disagree a little bit, too, with what you said. And I think it's an that, individual. Okay, here's what I think. Here's a good example. Individual. The Maseroth 
which is the Hebrew Zodiac or what they can, they didn't call it a Zodiac. It was just the Maseroth and the Maseroth spoke of the coming of Christ in the stars. And it spoke of a lot of, a lot of stuff, right. That were coming down the pipe. Um, the Zodiac was created with astrology with the fallen angels in the book of Enoch that was given to people as corruption. So in that case, yeah, you're looking at something that they're taking and they're twisting, but here's, here's what I'm saying though. I see, I I like the gun reference, but let's take another reference. Necromancy. There's nothing good about necromancy at all. You can't take that and then make it a good thing. Like, Oh, I'm going to use it for good. Like, well, there's nothing good about it. (laughs) It's literally putting demons in people's dead bodies and making them move around. Jesus did it. He raised the dead, though, but that's not necromancy in the sense of putting demonic entities into a dead body and walking them around. But that's just an evil act, though. See, but the intent. Oh, I didn't know that's what necromancy was. Of like evil or bad intention, it's only a bad intention act. You know what I'm saying? So a bad intention person would do that. I don't think you could take evil and then make it good. I just no. I'm saying like you said the source. Yeah, I don't necessarily say make evil good, but you're saying like the source, like. Hey, if, if it came from evil, well, that depends you know on what who I mean? you're like, talking if you learn, to. Like this, this magic, like because then if someone's teaching you something, like and th- it would be like we can't learn anything, right? Because then we wouldn't know what the intent that that person yeah. is teaching us. That I, I agree so, with like, you there. No, most of what you're saying, I, I agree think with. Pure evil intent. I just think that those evil things that like don't have a good side at all, those good intention people won't even. They won't even that won't even cross their path. I just think though that a lot of time these people learn from take- people who have bad intentions and they're thinking they're learning something good, but they're actually using it in, yeah. into an alchemical way that's negative. And they don't know that though. So they're playing with fire. What I'm saying is a lot of people don't know what they're doing with some of the stuff they're doing and they're playing with fire and they're literally inviting entities into their house and entities. Oh, but I'm saying like them. that you could say the same, like we said before, like you could say the same concept about any religion, you know what I mean? Like reading the Bible and like that, that, that could be have bad intent. The person that's telling you or the, the way that the Bible was even, uh, translated you know what i'm saying so i think it's the person it's on a base i, I that's just my belief it's case-to-case person and, and how they are sick enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park I'm kind of agreeing with Sean here because let's take both examples of the guns and the granny witching, right? The granny witches, they may go to church every Sunday. They love the Lord, but they're still doing, you know, what we would call on a normal basis, just witchcraft. But they don't call it that because witchcraft is bad, right? For all intents and purposes, it's, it's bad. As far as the Bible's concerned. Now, guns, exactly. The maker could have been 
doing it for nefarious reasons, but the person who owns that gun ultimately decides how it's used. Same thing with witchcraft. The person who's doing it ultimately decides how it's being used, you know? So it, it I think I'm, I, I kind of agree with Sean here. It's on an individual basis, man. It's, uh, you know, and not it. I don't know. Well, I mean, it just, just words in it's just words in general, though, like just the intent behind the words in general, because because words hold power. Right. There's a reason they call it spelling. Yeah. So if I stub my power if, of life and death is on the tip. Yeah, of the tongue. If I stub my toe, here, here's what I'm kind of saying about the whole intent thing behind it. If I stub my toe and I drop an <laughs> F-bomb when I do that. That's not geared to anything except this piece of furniture that I just stubbed my toe on. You know, it has no feelings. Yeah. But now if I see you on the street and I come up to you and I say, you mother effer, there is intent behind that, you know, and, and you will know yeah. automatically whether I'm just calling, hey, mother effer, like you're my buddy. Or if I'm pissed, mm-hmm. like we're getting ready to throw down. <laughs> so that's the intent thing just behind the verbiage that that I'm talking about what makes something, you know, crude and vulgar or just everyday uh, a common word, you know. But hey, you know what? We haven't talked about Nephilim. Well, we're getting once. there. We're veering back that way right <laughs> so now. I'm just going to throw my theory. No, 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 right. no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. We got to build up to that. No, we got to build up to that. Build up to it. We got to build up to that. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. We to gotta play. lay this whole thing out. Not yet. Today. Slow, slow your roll. Slow your roll. Stay back. Get back in your lane. All right. So, in what we do, don't you tell me my lane. In <laughs> what we do, in focusing on Appalachia and hearing these stories from all these really cool people, I came across this lady that I would classify as a granny witch. I mean, I've I've known her my my entire life. She's been friends of of our family. I've known her since I was really, really little. Well, we were at a family function and she starts telling me all these different stories, these different paranormal experiences that she has had all throughout her life, you know, running into what she called faceless holler haints and these things trying to make deals with you and all of this different stuff. So our conversation, the old faceless yeah, holler our, our conversation kind of got broke off and we picked it up a few days later. And I just asked her, I said, so what makes you think, like, wh- why do you think that everything in this area is just so weird? Why do you think you had the experiences that you had? And not just you, but a lot of people have these same kind of experiences. And she said, well, let me tell you. I think that way back when, a long, long time ago, back in, in, in ancient times, that there was some... uh some old haints and some old boogers that was running around doing a whole lot of evil things. And I think that, uh, the almighty surrounded them suckers up and he buried them over here in the Appalachian mountains. And I said, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so you're, you're telling me that, that it's your belief that a bunch of these old entities got rounded up, that God rounded these entities up and buried them under the Appalachian Mountains. She said, well, why wouldn't he? You know, we don't know a whole lot about the mountains here as far as who was here and for how long. She said, we know that the Indians, her word, she said, we know that the Indians didn't really settle here. You know, they would just come in and out. We know that they called it dark and bloody ground. She said, so in a remote area, why wouldn't you bury them there? 
And I said, so you're, you're talking kind of like a Genesis 6 situation. Now, this lady has went to church her entire life. She's in a pew every Sunday. She had no idea what I was talking about when it came to Genesis 6. I had, had no idea. But <laughs> what she hit on right there, what she said, obviously, Joel, your reaction right now, you know exactly what I was thinking whenever she said it. Yeah. I mean, if she's talking about so rounding up entities, it, I mean, was he rounding up Nephilim and putting them? Yeah. You know, you got, you, got, uh, you know, especially when you're talking about uh, what happened to the Nephilim after they died and the spirits that roam, you know, these are your demonic entities that are, you know, able to possess and jump into oh, yeah. sacks and everything else. So, yeah, it makes sense. And then if you start yeah. thinking about, you know, uh, you would think that these giants and Nephilim were buried all over the earth. I mean, why, especially Appalachian Mountains, man. Like, why wouldn't oh, they yeah. be in the mountains? Like, it just makes perfect sense. Well, absolutely. Look at Ohio. It's Look at West Virginia. Angels. There, there's mounds yeah. everywhere. Do you no, think the angels so. could actually not, die? Not like, I don't think it, it's a They weren't the same as humans. Maybe there's like a, there's a, a, an ending, right? Just an absolute ending. I don't know how that works either. And Yeah. And an and ending. I wouldn't imagine that the angels have no, souls. Mean, well, here, you know, because our souls are what are supposed to go to heaven. Well, right? I mean, if if you look at it, and the angels are, are supposed to be well, there. If if you look, I wouldn't imagine they have souls when God casts. If them you out. look at at it in a you know a when you die as a believer, non believer, whatever, that there is a paradise or an abyss before the final judgment, and you know the ultimate, you're, you're judged to heaven or hell. If you're looking about it on that angle. You're looking about it in, in that light. You know, there's a paradise or there's an abyss. Now, this abyss. Well, I don't want to cut you off, but angels have no choice but to believe. But they there's did no, have a choice. Is there they didn't have a choice. They, angels, have a choice. they did have a choice. That's where the fallen angels came from. No, no, no. I mean, they don't have a choice but to believe. As far believe. as believing that there's God, yeah, because there is. If there's angels, the world, then yeah, there is a heaven or hell. There. But I think no, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think everything like, has free will, and I even yeah. go to like the, the like the Leviathan yeah. in the Bible, Except right? Angels. The Leviathan so, is something that God they early on was said to show His might and power, but then here in like Revelation, He's killing the Leviathan. So in my it, some of my thoughts and some of my research yeah. that the Leviathan has like intelligence mm-hmm. and was able to make its own decision. So I think there's a lot of, you know, even when we're talking about borderline animals and stuff like that, make decisions as well, especially if you go all the way back. So who knows, man, I think it's up for debate. I think every, I think everything's got free will to a point. You know what I mean? What you just got me thinking. I agree. I know you guys are I think uh, so not too. on team dinosaur. Uh, shouts out to Justin for Chris's corn team dinosaur. What's up uh, in the house. But what if God created dinosaurs to dinosaur. fight the Nephilim? What if that was, Something that he created, they're huge, right? And like they're huge beasts, well, who's, and maybe there's some way that they're they were just designed just to be the opponent of the Nephilim. Maybe that's why they don't have that much uh, brain. Dude, power. elephants. We don't know that, but that's what we speculate. I mean, it's possibility. Yeah, elephants have been on this earth since dinosaurs were on this earth. That's how long elephants have been on this earth. Millions of years. Well, I guess if you agree with me that the earth is millions of years old. But, I mean, 13 point billion years old is the... 13.7. Point whatever is the age of the universe, according to science. 
13.7 billion years old, the age of the universe. So you think about elephants, do they make packs and deals with other elephants? Like they send females to other tribes to cut, cut down on incest, and so do chimpanzees. Okay, they send out females to other groups of chimpanzees to cut down on incest so their bloodline stays pure. This is the type of shit we're talking about. These are animals, wild animals. You know, we don't think of them as free-thinking beings with, you know, making conscientious decisions. We just think of them as wild animals, you know, so they act wild. But they actually have an incredibly structured social system in place that assures their survival even deeper because uh they're actually female they're actually female exactly which is really crazy and the males are used for breeding and uh the zoo i go to has bonobos and i get to see the dynamic of how they operate and the females like run the tribes so you know they they actually run it on a whole spectrum but they're actually the closest they say to humans in the way that they think because they're they're very they're not as like aggressive right they're more love docile they got they got a little more uh like humanity in them i guess would be a better word for it so yeah i think there's man there's so many possibilities think about this guys think about like before adam or even like right after adam you know the bible talks about animals talking too so like what if a lot of these animals were Mm -hmm. able to communicate in a different way Mm -hmm. maybe like how we lost a lot of our spiritual connection over the years like animals lost that peace as well you know after the garden of eden because that's that's one of the the the, uh the things that a lot of theologians go to is like after the or they didn't lose it like you said we just lost our connection you know what i mean and then we don't understand because we talk with our mouths so we're like oh they don't talk so they're not you know as intelligent like that too yeah Yeah. have a system you know because we're the ones that kind of messed up you know what i mean so they didn't really mess up at like they're kind of just living life yeah kind of because they're probably like in our head every day like man fucking evil over here man I was just chilling, living this like <laughs> elephants pissed, man. Elephants are pissed, bro. Like they're like these humans always doing shit. Now we got protected from the Nephilim, man. <laughs> Have you seen those articles about elephants that yes. kill people yes. and then show up to their funeral to further fuck up the corpse? Like they don't give don't a forget, fuck. Man. They know. Like they remember. They mourn. Yes. Yeah. They mourn their dead. Yeah. They mourn their you dead. You know, religious. Just stance. like chimpanzees, dude. I watched. Yeah. And watch watch uh, on Netflix the uh chimpanzees of uh, Ngogo. The the jungle Ngogo. Dude, I shit you not. The the alpha, his name was Jackson. He got cornered by another tribe of chimpanzees and he got fucked up. Well, one of the elders of his tribe noticed he was gone, found him in the woods and held his hand until he died. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? That's that's some legit emotional, like, I'm sitting there high as hell, like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I try not to cry because I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. You know, but I love animals and I have a huge connection to nature, Justin can tell yeah. you. And by the way, I just went outside to piss a minute ago. That's why I stuck my finger up. And uh, there was an owl out there. Of course there was. As I was pissing, that screeched three times. Of course there me. was. And it's been, uh, it's been Lilith, out there for bro. a while. That was we Lilith. Thing with She's owls, constantly bro. watching it's you. Lilith. Lilith is constantly I even watching asked, you. 
Dude, the other night when that owl was fucking with those birds, I walked over to the branch it was sitting on. I was like, Lucifina? <laughs> I was like, well, if you're not Lucifina, are you Lilith? <laughs> And then it just flew the off. I flew like, back I like his people were like, what the fuck was this guy talking about out there, man? I was just chilling. This guy was calling me names like, and stuff, man. Lilith? My name's Fred. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was all like, OVO, bro. <laughs> I'm a Canadian owl. <laughs> What's this motherfucker doing? You want some beef, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you want smoke? Oh man! Yeah, so what do you think, but, Justin? Like about? No, I think all that. Justin, keep going with the. What do you think about theory. like what your your yeah, you know, ahead, was ahead. saying about you know these uh, bodies or spirits being buried there? You know where is where is she getting this from? Too like what made her think that this was going on? Well, this is just based on her and I don't know. I didn't dig. I didn't have the opportunity to dig that deep because really when I brought up Genesis six, I just got this bewildered look. So like I said, I mean, she's up in her upper seventies, early eighties. I mean, I know that she's been in church her whole life and maybe somewhere throughout, you know, she's heard the preacher up there talking about these fallen angels and, and the ones that sin the, the utmost against God and against the laws of creation and how they were bound and restrained and buried under the Euphrates and, and all of these different things, you know. And, you know, the Bible does tell us that. So we have biblical reference to say that these the worst of the worst of these fallen angels, you know, they were bound and placed in a subterranean area. Now, could, was that just the Euphrates or could that have been other places or could it have happened again, you know, after some of these things? So on her end, just looking at it from, from her angle, I think it was just her just sitting down and thinking about all this stuff. And I mean, she's lived through a major portion of the coal boom around here and thought about. And and here's the thing, fellas. And this is where we're getting ready to get into Ryan's theory. But there's so many paranormal, weird, supernatural experiences that come from these coal mines, that come from these these shafts, like all of these, anything that goes subterranean in this area and people spend any amount of time around there, they'll have stories. So it kind of adds and maybe I worked 13 years in the mines. And it's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. So here was our theory. You know, I'm telling this lady stories. I'm telling what she said, and I'm relating it to, to Genesis 6, and I'm relating it to fallen angels and the Nephilim and, and demons and, you know, how this area, you know, it, it wasn't really settled by the natives and how they just kind of came in and out and how they called it dark and bloody ground. And, you know, obviously we don't know a whole lot of prehistory before them. We can theorize and we can postulate and we can do all of these different things. But there's no real concrete proof or evidence that, you know, somebody was here all the time. And, you know, maybe that was one of the reasons. So this was all things that we were talking about. And we just kind of left it there. You know, we just kind of left it alone. Well, Ryan, in his utmost stoner wisdom, <laughs> we're talking to Joe. We're talking to Justin. Here's what I come up with. Here, Go ahead. Here's what I come up with, Joe. So I'm thinking. You know, we need to look in the northeast also, up where Mark Steves is at. Uh, by the way, shout out to that dude. 
What a great guy. My family thinks I'm crazy podcast. But uh, so I told Justin, it just kind of dawned on me. I'm like, you know, the men out of the Northeast are the ones who come to the Appalachian Mountains. And they lay the railroad lines because of the coal that was being mined. And not only was there coal there being mined to make a profit off of, but what if they're there digging in all these? I mean, there are so many dog hole mines. And when we say that, it means you drive up to the side of a mountain. There's a cliff face in front of you with a coal seam in it. And you just freaking open the mines right there. You just start digging into it. So I told Justin, and I was like, dude, what if, what if these dudes out of the Northeast were freaking from the Nephilim bloodline? Because it says the, the sons of God found the daughters of men attractive. So they came unto them, and thus was born the Nephilim bloodline. You know, the Nephilim weren't the fallen angels. They were the product of the fallen angels. But what if the fallen angels actually were entrapped in the Appalachian Mountains and the Nephilim bloodline decided we need to go coal mining down here? We'll call it coal mining for the resources to free Mm. our bloodline. Well, I mean, you're killing two birds. And then the railroads right there, just a ship up. You're killing yeah. two birds with one stone, and go right? Even further than that. I mean, you're killing two birds with one stone. Bird yeah, killer. go even further than that. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Tony there. Go, go even further than that and go to Jack Parsons. Let's say he's next. Okay, well, 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 first, well, now first, we're traveling to well, space. First, we're not only digging well, first, down. we've got to we've got to to state that Jack Parsons did have part ownership and stakes in a lot of Crowley. the coal mines in eastern Kentucky of coal mines in and southern West Virginia. So you start looking at things like this and what this old granny witch who's just been sitting around and, and thinking about all this stuff for years and years and years, she starts making a lot of sense. And Ryan's utmost stoner wisdom starts making a lot of sense <clears throat> because – I mean, we know Jack Parsons and, and L. Ron Hubbard, the protégés of Crowley. We know the occult junk that they were into, the entities that they were trying to contact. So you have a guy that, I mean, we all know. I mean, I'm sure that you guys know way more about the whole Babylon working and, and all the that kind of stuff than even we do. But when you start finding Jack Parsons' name, on a lot of the deeds to some of these old dog hole coal mines, it just makes you think like, okay, what if these people know because maybe they are being passed down some of this knowledge of this Nephilim bloodline, you know, maybe, maybe they know, Hey, our ancestors, our daddies, they're buried in these mountains. So we're going to kill two birds with one stone here. We're yeah. going to we're going to come in and we're going to take advantage of these poor poor hill folk. We're going to offer them thirteen hogs and a couple shotguns for these fifty acres of land. We're going to coal mine it, and we're going to make billions and billions and billions of dollars off of this land while we make we force them to work it, and we make them we only pay them in script. We make them stay in this house. You can only buy this stuff from the store. And then yeah. at the end of the week, you're still going to owe me money 
So you put them in a state of oppression. The communities. Yeah, you put them in a state of oppression. You put them in a state of depression. You are literally taking over an entire area and, and just pushing them all the way down. At the same time, on the back end of that, if you're thinking, hey, I got some ancestors buried in these mountains, maybe when we start digging in these coal mountains, and we're literally digging into the heart of these prisons, possibly, we're going to be releasing some of our ancestors. So instead of having to go to the desert and yeah. do all these rituals and all this sex magic and all this different stuff, we'll just go straight to the source. We'll, we'll drill through the physical aspect of it. Just the spiritual out, right? side. Straight to hollow earth where they're yeah. in prison. Exactly. But to go back to where we you're saying just, that, that, that lady, the grandma witch, the granny witch, she's like 78. Not only may she be thinking about it, right? But she's also heard plenty of stories throughout the years. Plus, Preachers were probably talking yeah. a lot different back then because if you know, school was teaching people different things 60 years ago. So like what she, that era had different and more people were in that area were probably just talking. It was talk of the town. So maybe it was just common knowledge. You know what I mean? Like not knowing exactly, hey, yeah. this is Nephilim like that, but hey man, there's this crazy, there's giants, there's this, like not knowing all the terminology, but I'm sure that those stories went around. And well, I mean, think about it. You know, well, we, I talked earlier about the Scots-Irish, you know, immigrants. Most of my family, you know, we we're of Scots-Irish descent. And you, you think about the pantheon of gods and goddesses and demigods and entities and everything that they worshipped and believed in and all this different stuff. You think Cernunos, which if you go to the Greek, it's Pan, right? Well, you look back all through Greek mythology and history, the oracles, you know, the famous oracles of Delphi, they would speak through the cracks in the ground and believe that their information was coming from Pan, which means Pan was a subterranean lead. You go yeah. to Caesarea Philippi, which was also called Paneus, and there was a, a Pan's grotto there, which was literally what they thought was an entrance to the underworld. And that's where they would go in and contact Pan. So if they're bringing their Scots-Irish belief system, their culture, all these different things to these mountains, if Pan moved from the Greek to the Scots-Irish on over into America, and now you see it with Hellier and the Newkirks, you see it with all these different things in this area, it's now the Green Man, right? Mm. That's, that, that's what is... And it's, yeah, the, the, green it's man. the same kind of, yeah. you know, nature, God, God of all. Everything is universal. And it's all tied to Lilith. Well, kind of. I mean, you made it, me it comes think, in there. too, you made well, me think about this whole connection with Jack Parsons, man. I, th I find it fascinating that you brought up uh, Jack Parsons having you. Did you say he had money into the coal mines? He owned coal mines. He had part ownership in a part few ownership. different coal mines, and he invested in many more. Well, what's funny is he's investing all this yeah. money to go deep into the earth, while at the same time, he's also one of the going to space. He's, going he's a rocket space. engineer. He's literally yep. got a ton of money invested yep. in that. Actually helped put together the, you know, the space program. So that's you know, and you yep. always hear that about him with space because that's the normal thing that you hear outside of the Thelema and Aleister Crowley and all that stuff. Everybody knows about that. But like, I, I didn't really know that about him being a part owner of 
the coal mines in Appalachia. That makes me think, especially with how deep he was into the occult, um, there's a connection there, man. They're going down there for something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well what you're saying right there, I mean, think about just, it. As above, so below, right? Mm. He's the perfect example of it. Yeah. Wow. And let's just say. Yep. Let's just say the pre-flood, you know, technology was better than what we have. And let's just say the ark was the fucking ark. And they're out there. And they had the Nephilim bloodline had to wait until technology got back to the same, uh, you know, existence as what it was to try and get up there. Or they geared it and was at the forefront from the beginning. From coming back and telling us. Yeah. But I mean, just think about that. Let's just. That shit's crazy to think about. Like, Jack, the Nephilim bloodline had to wait all over again. Well, you look at, I mean, you look at the early. Until Jack Parsons, L. Ron Hubbard comes along. You look at, you look back through, you know, you you know, you watch these history shows like the men who built America. And when I was younger, I was watching this and I was like, man, these dudes are my freaking heroes, man. They are awesome. And then you grow up and you start learning more about these people and you're like, Man, screw these dudes. They're all freaking evil. Like, they're literally <laughs> evil. They have set us up. <laughs> this son of a bitch. They've set us up for failure from the get-go. For failure. But if we're talking these, yeah. if you're going to, you know, these these royal bloodlines, if you're tying it into these Nephilim bloodlines, if you're talking about this Nephilim agenda, you know, if you're doing all these things, which are, is leading up to a final showdown, which if you believe biblically, that's, that's what's coming. So... All these people could be put in place to do these certain things, you know, by these these entities, these watchers, these fallen angels, these whatever de- demonic kind of influence that they're in contact with and is being pushed toward these certain things. I mean, why else would Jack Parsons have any interest at all in the coal mines in Appalachia? I mean, it, it kind of it doesn't really make a whole Earth lot of crowd sense too, because. He's going into the coal mine, right? And then he's talking about space and what we nail space as we look up. But then there's also a lot of the people in the flat earth communities that believe, you know, that's the underwater system. You know what I mean? Like going under. And it all leads to me that hollow earth. That's how I feel it. But like it like that is water. That is water space. Sean. Like me, I, I think that the space is space. But I think that there's a possibility that there's something under yes. the water, too. There's all this travel under the water. I mean, we just had this whole submarine thing that. The thing like that, I think that is something that, that we've been striving for. Why is going inside one way and then going the other way? What was the space program really about? Hey, here's one for you guys. If you mention flat earth Listen, around Ryan, he automatically. I agree with you with the underwater it. stuff. But if you mention flat earth again, <laughs> I'm automatically, I'm, I'm triggered. <laughs> that triggers me. Ever since we had that son of a bitch David Weiss <laughs> on our podcast, I'm not a flat earther. I can't though. stand it. He's such a con 100%. artist. He, he is a, a con artist sure. and a half, yeah. dude. That's all he is. He's a con artist. Oh, all it costs. He gives the same spiel. All it costs you is the cost of a margarita. Just buy me a drink. Buy the app. If you folks bought his app, you're fucking suckers. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Flat Earth does not exist. Okay. Okay. Flat Earth is not real. I will not even entertain the fucking idea. And I'm pretty open-minded, dude. 
But do not yeah, come at me with well, your I think we found the that. promo clip for uh, Instagram. People, I'm talking <laughs> to the people out there. I'm talking to the people out there. Do not come at me with your flat earth Ryan. bullshit. Okay, this is Ryan, bullshit. You're talking to their crowd. You ain't Venus even talking to their crowd anymore. You can't, tell, you can't tell their crowd what to do. Hey, well, all right, KTMD <laughs> crowd. <laughs> hey, listen to me. Here, here's what I think. Listen to me. Here's that what I think. Too, right? uh, Sean and I are in the camp. We lean way, way more with the with the globe system. I just feel like there's a lot that a lot of proof there, right? But what? But here, but here's yeah, the one thing though that neither side can prove. Nobody has been to Antarctica to know if there's an ice wall there or not, and nobody's been in space look back at the Earth that talks about it. So that's all that I know for a fact. We're leaning on what other people are telling us that have supposedly been to these places. So that's why I give credence to we just don't know. Here's one for you that I've been bat- like batting around for the past year. What if the ice wall is real, but it's on a globe? What if we're trapped in this ice wall and the Earth's far bigger than what they're telling us? What if the the earth's massive and we have no idea what's actually on this earth at all and it is a globe but it's actually our little bit that we think is the entire globe is actually trapped in an ice wall and you got out of it and realized that oh man there's other lands here but it's all in a globe system like there's there's one that i've been throwing around Dude, too, I, man. Love so that. I try to i try to converge I try to converge well, ideas theory. to where it'll make sense because I always think that the truth lies somewhere in the middle where somebody says is extreme <laughs> one end and extreme the yeah. other end. If you kind of like start merging it, maybe you get closer to the truth. That's just one of my ideas that I've been throwing around. I don't know. Again, I can't tell a flat earther definitively that they're wrong. I can tell you why I think you're wrong, but I can't tell you definitively because I haven't been there. Oh, I want to tell them to their face in cursive that they're wrong. And it's, I think there's like 1,200, I think there's like 1,200 total flat earth theorists out there uh, from what I can gather. Because that's all the downloads we for that episode. And we were really new. We were really new to podcasting when we, down, when, when that dude came on. We weren't supposed to get that many downloads, but we did, and I thank those guys for that. But after that, <laughs> they can fuck off. That's actually, but, I mean, I don't, I don't want. I, th- I, I like that theory. I like that theory, Joe. Um, the in right in the middle, you know. For the longest time, we thought the Earth was flat, and then we realized, oh shit, it's a globe, and then we realized, oh shit, these land masses are a lot bigger, and these oceans are a lot bigger than we thought. But I think after so much time like we've been to the moon no one told us though we've been to space yeah. we've got okay pictures. wait here's uh, if we're going crazy theories that here we go yeah, i got one for you we, what if we you know how the simpsons predict everything right like so they also have futurama yep. they have futurama <laughs> what that if we're living on a witch because you know that episode where there's a whole colony that lives on bender like they're all like living on Bender, and then he's like, they start attacking each other. Oh so what if we God. live on a Nephilim? I'm just saying it. I'm, you don't know. <laughs> living it's on my a Nephilim, metal tight ass. Oh yeah, dog. <laughs> and I threw tight ass in there just for <laughs> just for the farmer, dude. Yeah, uh, kiss my shiny metal oh, ass. Man. But uh, so. Dude, Futurama is one of my favorite all-time shows. But 
Way to shout them out. Shout out to drama. Yeah, down south and like Midwest, yeah. old school, Matt like uh, you know the, the <laughs> East Coast, all that. There's all this lure because there's so many <laughs> people that live there. There's lure everywhere, like in California as well, with a lot of the tribes. But I think you have this mixed lure, and uh, that's why I think you get so much crazier paranormal activity is because you're getting people from all over the world, people that already lived here, people that moved from European, the Europeans, the Spaniards, all those. And then now continuously coming over. And I think we all carry energy. We all carry like spiritual baggage. I think like things follow us around, like not necessarily follow what they could tag along for a little bit. And I think they gravitate towards certain energy places. And it seems to be in those areas. Cause look where you guys are at too. And then most of Tennessee in like Georgia, like, you know what I mean? All those areas are all heavily, heavily with paranormal Bigfoot sightings, dog, man, like, there's there's more than just these particle accelerators. I think those are opening doors and things like that. But it's these people that are maybe like it could be what Joel said, even like maybe some people are just not knowing. Maybe I'm a little bit wrong where I'm saying their intent. Maybe it is that they're saying spells, you know, that they don't know. Maybe, hey, I learned this prayer from my granny. You know what I mean? And it really is raising the dead or or hey, changing someone's mindset. I'll give you a good example of that. So, uh my daughter was calling me like several months ago and her mom was like having like some issues with some like demonic stuff going on at the house where her, her, her mom and I aren't together. We've been together for a long time. We've talked, we're really cool. Um, and she was, my daughter was asking me for advice and maybe to talk to her mom about some stuff going on. And I kind of started digging a little bit just to kind of see like what could be, well, she was actually going to a, what a good word for it uh the technical term for it but basically like a health healer like she was going to this health healer um that was giving her these mantras and giving her these things to chant at the house and it was actually bringing in demonic entities that were like harassing her at the house Mm. so she actually went to uh she, she actually uh you know got a lot of those things out of the house that this lady gave her and all that stuff ended and stopped. So I do think there is the element of, but here's the thing. This lady thought she was helping, right? She thought she was helping her out by giving her these things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Where'd the mantras is, come from is yeah, my question. Absolutely. They could have come those mantras could have came from a, a negative yeah. point where they were negative to begin point, with. The reason why I think I went the other way is because I've had people like, you know, think there's casting spells on me and telling me this. And like, I'm like, Pfft care man bro and, and it don't affect me like you know what i'm saying like i think it's also like how strong are you spiritually right like just like any Completely muscle that we can develop absolutely we, i think maybe that would be a better uh way to go with that how spiritually strong are you so then those things aren't gonna affect you right like i already right. know oh, and i yeah. think it's like almost like absolutely 100 right like because like i always told joel like man i'm like man those little parlor tricks are nothing compared to like what i got man my guy is better than your guy Every day of the week, not nine times out of 10. You're talking about 15 out of 10, bro. Like even five times after you're done, he's still right there. Like, and I think that heavy belief or maybe just how I was born and raised. And I think maybe we get that, like being in the church, like I was in the church, but not crazy though. Like I would, we didn't go, like we went on Sundays, but it wasn't like super deep into the church. But I think just that good nature of the family that I had that it installs that it makes you stronger spiritually, like that those things maybe not affect you. Maybe that's a better way to put it than just saying like, hey, the intention, because you are right, Joe. I do see some people that have good intention that fall into these traps, almost similar like drugs, right? 
Mm-hmm. So any some of us could do drugs. I've done drugs uh, in my life, and I just am fortunate that I've never got stuck or addicted to it. But that might be my personality and the strengths that I was able to develop. And yeah. somebody else does it once, and they're lost Dude, forever. So that could be a real. I'm reason. glad you said that too, because yeah. I was the same way. Like especially like when I was doing a lot of partying and everything in my 20s, and like really just like going crazy. I was never addicted to anything like that. Those things didn't, I didn't, they didn't have a hold on me the same way that I would watch some people do something one time and then totally crash and burn, go to prison multiple times and then just become super bad addicts. I saw people that just had a tough time getting off of stuff. have to go to rehab multiple times before they could actually get to a place where they could function in life where my addictions were different. You know, they would be not considered maybe addictions to other people. Whereas to me, they were like, this is kind of like a stronghold. It's really holding me down to where I can't operate the way I should be completely in life. Right. And I think too, when you're looking at these things that people think they're using for good, you're right. I agree with you, Sean, in the sense that somebody that's strong spiritually, it's not going to affect them. But I do feel like if you're opening yourself up to stuff you don't understand and you're using it for something that you think, but it's actually coming from a negative point, you're just inviting entities come harass you and i don't think that's that's smart either and i think that's what i was basically telling my daughter and her mom because i talked to her on the phone i'm like well i mean what are you what are you using this stuff for and like what do you think this is doing and then she would tell me i was like but that's you're you're contradicting yourself here like you're you're saying that you believe this thing but you're doing these things that completely opposite of what you say you believe too so she came to a place she figured it out on her own like i don't preach to anybody right i just tell you what i think what i believe and it's for you to figure it out i tell my kids the same thing like listen sometimes you're going to find out the hard way i went for years and years and years like walking down dark paths, you know what I mean? And, but I don't look at anything with regret. You know, I I learned something recently in the past couple of years, like, you shouldn't have regret. Like you shouldn't have regret in your life. Like I know it's easy for humans to have that because it's a trait that we just all have. But honestly, those things made us stronger as we got to where we were going to go. And your experiences could help someone else that's going through those things to get out of it too. So that's something that I've been able to connect with people on. They're like, man, you did, you did the same thing I did. You did this or whatever. Like I'm able to connect with people because of those things too. So I think that like, we don't need to have regret when we're going through things or even after we've gone through things either, because I just think those were, those were our journey. Everybody's got their own journey and yeah, we're going to slip and fall. We're human. But I do feel like that as we grow, we learn from those things and hopefully we can help other people not have to go down some of those things that we did, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the best testimony. And you know, even Jesus, even Jesus in the Bible. Go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. Go no, ahead, Jesse. Go ahead. I insist. Well, even Jesus in the Bible wouldn't tempt the Lord thy God. You know, talking about things she was doing, whether it was her intent or not, even Jesus said, you know, you don't get the devil, you know, I'll give you all this. And you throw yourself off the cliff, he'll catch you. And Jesus said, you know, hmm. Says Bible says, "Don't tempt the Lord thy God," and all that. It's it's all intent, you know. And, and that's exactly what it is. That's uh, and whether you have that intent or not, now I see. Damn, now I see your point, Joe. Like you, that you know, you're you're. 
your daughter's mom, she didn't have the intent of bringing anything bad in. She was trying to do good, you know, trying to help herself out. But this other person who didn't even know what the hell they were talking about. Right. Yeah. That's just that's an crazy, example man. that's close to me. I was brought up, you know, I was brought up you Pentecostal. Get along with the wall, man. <laughs> you know, I was brought up Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty strict household. Wasn't even allowed to watch like uh, Jim Carrey movies and stuff like that because, oh my gosh. But, you know, and then I got older and, you know, I, you know, I formed my own opinion. I formed my own decisions. It's, uh, and it's like I say all the time, the power of life and death, it's, in, it's biblical. The power of life and death is on the tip of the tongue. You know, you can speak things into existence. You can speak things into your life. You can focus on something too much that that's what it becomes. You know, if fear becomes reality, because that's what you well, put it's understanding as. of oneself. It's, so it's funny, it's, it's the understanding a, of how you operate. So many people are wonder like we all explore all kinds of ideas but when we go back to a base level when we're by ourselves we need to be able to calibrate like what's my like we can call everybody else's mistakes out or who's wrong mm -hmm. and who's right and like but really what it matters is how am i operating you know what i mean like joel said those experiences we have like they can exactly. also make us bias right like some of my bias it was like oh well that doesn't work on me but that doesn't mean my experience is the same as everybody else, even though there's some correlations to things that we that we come across. But it could also leave us uh, like blinded by our bias, so we have to sometimes fall back and see how we're wired. And and it's really a constant. I feel like being on this earth is constantly trying to figure out to find your better self and to know like, okay, how do I get this discipline? How do I stay in this regimen? How do I stay functioning and moving and create good energy for not just me but for others? Because I can't change anybody. I can only change myself, but me changing myself actually does change others. So that's, mm. I think, the mindset that we got to keep in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and going back. We, have, we need to keep in mind that our weaknesses may not be someone else's, but someone else's weaknesses may not be ours. You know, I may not understand how someone gets addicted to crack, but they may not understand how I've been smoking cigarettes for so long, you know exact same thing it's you know nobody's perfect it's just like you were saying sean and we all have our own struggles you know we all have to overcome our certain things we just need to remember you know no no one struggle is more important than the next because people are different people struggle with different things like i may be able to gamble on this but you may be like i can't gamble anymore dude like that's it for me like you know, yeah, what were you about to say, Justin? And going back to yeah. kind of what going back to kind of what Joel was saying there with you know not having any regrets. You know, I went through a a, a pretty dark little phase of my life where that that was me. You know, I, I regretted so many different things, and I think you know one of those things like when God saves you and you realize where He brought you from. We all have you know we all have the enemy, we have the adversary, we have Satan in the background saying. Yeah, this is where you messed up. You know, he can never love you the way that that, you know, you think that he can because of all these different things. You know, you're you're unworthy of grace. You have you're just you're too bad. And dude, I, I mean, I was wild as a buck. I've tried everything there is to try. I was if it come across my face and I thought, hey, that looks like a good time. I was in it. 
<laughs> but you get to a certain point and you get to a certain level to where you realize all of those things made you the man that you are. Mm. And throughout all of those things, as long as you remember where you came from, as long as you remember however that happened, you know, whether God corrected you in a way and the Holy Spirit came in and dwelled within you to correct these things that are going on. Now, I'm never going to be perfect. Nobody is. But I do have the Holy Spirit at times now that says, uh-uh, Justin, you need to walk away. I, I didn't have that before. You know, Justin just did what Justin wanted to do. I say a lot of times in every choice that I make, I can choose to be Justin or I can choose to be Jesus. And if I choose to be Justin, it's going to be wrong 100% of the time. <laughs> but it, it allows you it allows you to be able to speak to and be able to relate with a whole bunch of different people going through a whole bunch of different stuff. And, you know, even without like anything that you're doing in an attempt to share the goodness of the gospel and the goodness of Christ in anyone's life, that's a ministry. So you take all of these things, all of these things that you've lived. And just like Sean said, it's a great point. You ain't going to change anybody else. The only thing that you can work on is you. You work, wake up every single day thinking, how can I be a better version of me today? And in that, you're able to relate to people, man. You're, you're able to know where you were, to know where you came from. As long as you keep that remembrance of, I'm a screw up, but by the grace of God, he's got me where I am today. And that's obviously, of course, that's my belief system. You know, a lot of people get there in a lot of different ways. And a, a nice little mantra that, you know, I like to follow is, you know, just don't be a dick. As long as you, as long as you keep that going, you're good. What would, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Don't fight that next person that pisses you off. Set him on fire and send him to hell. Right? That's one way to do it. And I heard you guys say it twice oh that gosh. nobody's perfect, but uh, I guess you guys Take haven't heard of Kurt Henning, but uh, that's beside the point. Just turn regret into lessons, right? Turn your regret into lessons because the lessons will further your growth regret is going to stun it and keep you in a pit of this like misery of depression, like of like, I'm horrible. Cause beating yourself up is not going to do anything. And whether it's, and, and that's why I tell people all the time, I don't care what religion people are. I don't necessarily go to church. I don't necessarily have a religion, but I always tell people, if it makes you a better person, go like, you know what I mean? If that makes you better each day, th yeah. then that's for you, man. Then, then you need to continue to do that and stop worrying what anybody else thinks. Do what you do that's best for you. And, and we're all learning because none of us know anything. I think that's part of the problem is with when we talk about like Nephilim and things of that nature and mixing with the Bible is since it's so taboo, we don't know as much because we're having to piece it together instead of just really going at it and going like, oh, man, this is what happened. These are the ideas I have. People shut it down right away. Right. Like how like that's why I think it pushes people away from religion and is probably intended to do that, like to make it a cult following slash. Hey, I hate it. That polarizing thing we see in politics is the same thing I think has been used forever with religion. So we're never really finding the truth because the other part, each side doesn't want to like communicate with each other. When, like Joel said, the, the truth is in the middle.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think that's I agree with uh, that, Sean. The truth, man. And I listen, I know we're winding down here and I just want to say it's funny, Sean, anytime we get together with great podcasters, I feel like that last like 15, 20 minutes is always like self-help. Like it's always like a self-help session <laughs> for us to give to people on how, you know, we, we, we've gone through things and how people can better their lives. Cause we're constantly trying to better ourselves every day too. We're not perfect. And, you know, I, I really, really appreciate you guys coming on the show. We're definitely, you know, obviously going to work with you guys plenty of times in the future. Um, before we get out of here though, give everybody your socials and everything again so they know what's up yeah you can follow ai appalachian intelligence anywhere you listen to podcasts your favorite podcatcher we're there uh be sure when you are there if you enjoy what you're hearing go leave a five-star review it helps out tremendously like these boys will tell you every week um you can follow us on all of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, just go in. There's not a whole lot of Appalachian intelligences out there. So you just start typing it. You're going to find us. Uh, throw our name in the old Google machine and and we'll come up. You can check out our YouTube over uh, at Appalachian Intelligence. We we slack on posting videos. And we usually mass dump them all the same, around the same time. We're more of a, we put more work into the audio side than the video side. Listen, I'm busy fuckers. <laughs> I got shit to do. I got a life. Yeah. Golf. I have a job. Golf. I have three kids. I got a wife. Golf. Works. I'm busy and I golf a lot. See the Puma hat? That's my golfing. I'm sorry. But you could also, I, you can also on YouTube, send okay? us your stories over at Appalachian Intelligence or anything, you know, stories, concerns, questions, you know, whatever. If you want to come on the show, you got a cool story, you want to sit down and chop it up with us, send that to the email, AppalachianIntelligence at gmail.com. Uh, we got a Patreon, you know, we got some bonus content over there. We do a monthly powwow where we sit down with a certain tier of our kinfolk patrons. Um, and everybody just, you know, at a roundtable discussion talks about the weird stuff they've been into or, or the experiences that they've had. And again, it's just another community building kind of thing that, that we like to do to sit down with, you know, a bunch of weirdos in the community that are way, way oftentimes way smarter than we are. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, you can check us out all those different places. Again, we appreciate you boys so much for bringing us on and, uh, having this awesome conversation. And that's what I that's what I love about talking to you, Joel and Sean. I mean, it's every week with me and Ryan, but y'all are right there with us. Like we say, <laughs> this is what we're going to talk about. But man, we're just going to go wherever the conversation goes, and we have a blast doing it. Wherever we it have leads. a blast doing it. It's just like it's literally. And we always have the self-help at the end, too. It's literally like cracking open a few beers, (laughs) building a campfire, and just sitting around it and and talking life. And that's what I love about chopping it up with you guys. So we appreciate y'all. We love you. And uh, we'll definitely do this again sometime. No, for sure. We got nothing but love for you guys. We appreciate you guys coming on. Give them a five-star review on Apple. And then go check out their YouTube, man, where they just got big. They call them dumps. Big, massive dumps. <laughs> All at once. <laughs> That's the truth. They really and do. you know, you can follow us. 
on all the socials. Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. Vantessa Music on Instagram. Sean Chris Music on Instagram. Killthemockingbirds.com. I would suggest check the podcast out there. That's the best. Give us a five-star review and check out the music. Sean Chris, Joel Thomas on all streaming platforms. Yeah, and you know, guys, like all this talk about wrestling, uh, it just let me think that like Jin Saki does not have to look for Kurt Henning. Mr. Perfect's right here, baby. Mr. Perfect is right here. And I'm calling you another 200 times tonight. Hey, you guys don't even understand like how she's like really, really understanding what I'm telling her now. Like she knows with, with, with what we can make together what we can make together can get down to the bottom of those coal mines in 2.5 seconds that's what i'm talking about yes oh man yes you know how we do it here wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up bird killers I'm taping my dick and my balls to my leg. I'm taking these water balloons and I'm stuffing my bra. Just on my wig, bikini Chanel. I join the women's beach volleyball league. I'm spiking the ball so hard the concussion, so I'm hitting the heads. It's only technique. One shot, two shot, three shot, four, five shot, six shot, seven shot, more. I love me some Kamala. She is phenomenal, proving that anything's possible. From side chick to Montel, she must be a monitor the way that she worked all the shots to get to the top of the capital. Almost forgot about Brandon, the stutter in all of his speeches. Cue up the clap track, green screen some more people. Rachel Levine sat clapped, everybody worked up about Elon. Buying Twitter like he gon' save us, left and right squabbling while he got chips for your heads, calling him courageous. No bueno, I answered and no one start calling me NATO. Digital trees on the way though. Get you a ball of It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Before I hit the beach, BLM on my koozie. I'm in there some stuff. Beyond me looking juicy. Checking on your privilege. They them drop your booty. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Let's party in a mansion. Let's call Patrice Colors. Virtual signal every damn flag but my own. For the COVID hoes on Tinder, turn a nuclear summer into a COVID winter. These are moments to remember as I'm puffing on my ember. Moderna and Pfizer, time to go on a bender. Don't assume my gender. Purple bangs just a blockers. Non-binary doctor, Betty Cocker, fighting all meth monsters. Mile is playing soccer. Loud Schwab storing home or blockers. Rock, slap ass at the Oscar. Yellow and blue emoji. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Before I hit the beach, BLM on my koozie. Coming in some stuff. Beyond me looking juicy. Checking on your privilege. They them drop your booty. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Let's party in a mansion. Let's call Patrice Colors. Virtual signal every damn flag but my own. Sincerely, NPC sincerely. Yeah. Yeah. What the elites and these kids have in common? 
What? They spoil rotten. Don't egg them on, it's a problem. Walk around the shells when you carry that cotton. This life is 26.2. When you throw Medusa, who you point to? Newfound thinker, I'm an NFT. But the caveat is you can't purchase me. Small contract, got contingencies. I'm solid with solidity. Oh, your VPN still collect data. Metaverse is an embedded. From a trap house to a blockchain. Yeah, it's all the same thing. As to what with the whip and the gust with the chicken. It's all just a vision. Let's hide it with lines. How many of us is in a quandary? How many? I'm just one. Let's glance at the stars. One way ticket to Mars. Who's the subject for the cars? We gotta do it for cars. They a sneaky little fox. But I'm Jamie, give them bars. Sit a sit up by the law. I keep it 300 in my thigh. Of course, I'm boosted both ways. I'm riding my horse. High utterance, butter to the ones of remorse. I picked a degree and still have some worth. Knowledging free and I'm not the first to pay. Gas isn't bad and puts us the worst. Starting to see. Guys ain't way, V, you just wanna make things worse. How dare you? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.